Welcome to another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How are you fellas doing? Doing well, man. Zoo, my condolences, man, to uh, your most important team. Happens, man. My team should not be where it is, but you know what? Sometimes a cute story makes its way through, man, and I'll get booted first round. Don't you worry. (laughs) But wait, last week of fantasy football, regular season, it literally went like that. Snap of a fingers this year. Um, It's been a fun year. Hectic year when it's the injuries and all that. So maybe we'll do a little bit of a fantasy football recap as we uh, get into fantasy football playoffs, you know, kind of our winners and losers of the year. I know we did a midseason. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure the guys and I will talk about that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, my 1% is officially 0% after mm. a couple of W's. My, my team got it done. And it was a hard fought, it was a hard fought victory. I had to drop a 149. Shout out to Jamar Chase for getting it done for me. But the other teams... They played against some doo-doo competition. Their team's got the W, clinched, the, clinched their playoff possession, uh, potential seeding right now. So rest in peace, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Bijan. You guys going to be on my – just chilling, watching. And I'm I'm looking at that roster, man. Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk, man, Ayak. Like, come on, man. This team is playoff worthy. But that points against, man. Couldn't overcome it. Mm. And the highest points against in the entire league, like – it was kind of tough this year, yeah, even though I made, way. even though like like there was there was things I could have made as a general manager, aka Tyree Kill. Should have drafted yeah. that brother over Bijan. They were one and two on my board when I was there, but took Bijan Robinson, the RB, over the wide receiver. That's a new move, man. O P O Y always take the O P O Y over your, yeah. your rookie of the year, man. Rookie of the year, O P O Y over rookie of the year all day, every day. So that was a strategic malfunction right there. But I got some leagues that are still alive. Shout out to there Jay, Jay Brown. I got some, got some leagues still alive. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Got some, got some teams still alive right now in the playoff hunt and hopefully getting some bye weeks this week. That's what I need. Give me a bye week yeah. and put me in the final four, coach. <laughs> put me in the final four, coach, and let me get the W in some of these other leagues. Yeah, same with me. Uh, last week, I, the 114 team league I love to mention on this podcast, it was a fight to the finish. It was on a five-game winning streak. Dropped one last week because of the buys. So now I got a 13% chance and it's going to take a lot of, well, first I have to win, but it's going to take a lot of movement, which I'm not too confident about it because just looking at the matchups, the rest of them is going to be a toss up and they probably won't, won't. Because I do think, even though everyone loves to talk about integrity, integrity in that league, I do think people are going to be playing certain players just to position themselves in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to be a topic in our group chat uh, once this end of the week of the season happens. And in my other league, I'm fighting for the first seed. We're kind of tied, but I think he has more. I don't know how the tiebreaker is, but he is showing in the playoff bracket that he's number one and I'm number two. So hopefully this week, if I can get a dub, and he gets a loss. I can get the number one nice. seed in that league. So um, like I said, fantasy, trade deadlines are passed. It's playoff season, you know. Is is super important. So, good luck to the guys that are firmly in the playoffs and the guys that are not. You know, you know, maybe you'll draft more receivers next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be my tactic for oh sure. Oh my god! Yeah, we're definitely gonna be talking about that on this podcast oh, further man. down the road next year Absolutely. in terms of fantasy our strategy. So, um, yeah. but speaking of the NFL, man, you know, every ways go down. Uh, we saw the Eagles get pretty much embarrassed on. I'm pretty sure that was Fox at the 415-425 mark, yeah. um, East Coast time. They got depants, however you want to say that phrasing, by the 49ers. And I think a lot of people who have been watching this storyline since last year when Brock Purdy got knocked out, there was a lot of trash talk that the Eagles were doing. And the 49ers came in to prove a point, and they definitely proved it. And then with the Chiefs, man, you, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, uh, Jordan that was pass interference with the Packers. That was pass yeah. interference. They didn't call it. Yep. You know, home cooking, maybe some would say. But, uh, you know, you saw two teams that most people have picked to maybe go back to the Super Bowl struggle. So I kind of want to ask the guys out of Kansas City, who's in the AFC, and Philadelphia, who's in the NFC, which one is more likely to get upset in the playoffs? I know people are going to start with you. Man. Yeah, that Eagles game, man. I mean, the game script was against them. But what showed it for me, man, I mean, they they could not run the ball at all. 
And, you know, DeAndre Swift, I think he had you know, six or seven carries, 2.2 yards a carry. Hurts, 2.9 yards a carry. Obviously, we know he's getting a couple tush pushes in that situation. But not in this game, man. They put up 19 no. points. Jalen Hurts should not be throwing the ball 45 times in a game. He is not that type of quarterback. Yes, we know he has progressed as a passer, but he is he is a 30 to 35 kind of guy at the most. If he's in that 27 to 28 range in pass attempts and he's completing 23 to 24, I think that's the perfect game script for them. Um, big plays, running the ball, taking up time of possession. That's usually something they love to do. But little do they know, Mike Shannon – or not – man, damn. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Sorry, I was speaking to uh, about his father right there, but I'm sure his yeah. father taught him the time of possession yeah. is huge. And Debo was running the ball very well, had that nice 20 yard touchdown. I have him and McCaffrey on a team. Oh, that team dropped 180 this week, man. It was just absolutely beautiful. That offense is scary. I saw something on ESPN today about Brock Purdy being an underrated MVP candidate. I don't know about that. Uh, but, man, I guess just kind of looking at the Eagles overall, I, I am a little bit less concerned because they were playing the 49ers. I think a lot of people have them as the top two teams in the league. They are about to face off again with the Cowboys this week in a huge divisional game because coming off that loss, I think the Cowboys are now only, what, a game back? Mm-hmm. And they're in the NFC East. Yeah. So, you know, this is, a, this, is the, this is pretty much the season right here because um, if they do split, and the Cowboys win this upcoming week, I don't know where the tiebreaker will end up coming up. I think it might be conference wins um, or, or divisional. Um, but since they split head-to-head, kind of moves on, right? But I still think I'm leaning towards the Eagles over the Cowboys in the playoff situation. I just think they're a better coached team. Um, I think their quarterback is usually more consistent. Um, then you look at the Chiefs, man. I, Sean, I, I forget if you called this as a potential money line from last week. But that Packers win, Jordan Love, he was looking nice, Zoo. You might have a little something cooking there, man. <laughs> so, you know, Christian Watson obviously really kind of came up on that hamstring right at the end of the game. I feel bad for him. He was Go figure. Carrying, carrying this team uh, in the end with uh, bowling ball A.J. Dillon doing his best at four yards a carry. But, man, I, I, I do think I'm a little bit more concerned about the Chiefs. And it's because they've actually become a, a – better running team this year than they have been passing. Awesome. Pacheco's had a great year. He runs like a madman. He's even got Clyde Edwards Alaire running like him, which I never thought he could get a, a fire under his ass, man, and, and start running the ball relatively well. But it, for me, man, it's just that you're 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 forcing a rookie wide receiver who is not a stud like we've seen with a Tank Dell, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson in years past. He's a solid, nice little rookie wide receiver in Rasheed Rice, man. And you're putting pretty much the entire offensive burden on him in the passing game because they're just going to double-team Kelsey the whole time. And I'm sorry, man, but Travis Kelsey should not only be getting four catches in a game. In that big of a game, I mean, you're losing on Sunday night football. You are feeding him the ball. So I I think they have very off nights offensively, and that scares me more in an AFC playoff picture that some of these teams can just get hot we saw Trevor Lawrence before he got injured on Monday Night Football having an unbelievable game. He that was probably his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. We've got the Ravens. We know what they can do on defense. You think Mahomes is going to cook them like he has in years past? No chance. Not with this offense. You look at teams like the Dolphins. I don't think the Chiefs could beat them in a shootout. The Bills. We're going to see that this week. So I'm a little bit more concerned because of the AFC playoff picture and the inconsistency of the Chiefs offense this year, man. Even though their defense has been great, they just got exposed by Jordan Love. So take <laughs> take, take that with take that for what you will. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna lie. I'm leaning oh. Chiefs here. You're leaning Chiefs? Mm. You're leaning Chiefs, huh? Yeah. I, I, I was kind of shocked by both games. I was yeah. kind of shocked by both games. Like, oh, let's go to the first game. Not gonna lie. That, that that money line pick I picked, oh, embarrassing. Just embarrassing. They start off 6-0 in that game. I'm like, okay, they're dominating the possession of the football. They didn't really catch it in the red zone, but they got some field goals. They start off 6-0. I'm like, okay, it's pretty much what I thought. They're going to be dominating the game in the beginning. And then Dolphin Cliff, Brock Purdy. No, Debo Samuels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Debo. Debo Samuels has those games where you just forget, oh, this guy is special. His yak ability. 
I know Purdy got 300 yards, but a lot of it's just yards after the catch and Debo yeah. making some just unbelievable plays. And not just like he's like wide open. It's him creating offense as a running back pretty much after he catches the ball and just swerving for a touchdown. I believe he had like three total touchdowns. Like, like mm-hmm. Debo Samuels, when he is healthy, like this guy's a legitimate weapon. Like we see Ayuk is the better traditional like wide receiver but Debo Samuel's the hybrid by it so he's got he's a little more dangerous he's a little more mm-hmm. dangerous I was extremely impressed by the Niners but we all know about the Niners like the reason they lost games was two two of their best players are not healthy yep. that's pretty much what happened like when they have all their weapons are yep. extremely top heavy like their top head level of talent is is elite so when you lose two of your best players a tackle a wide receiver they're not gonna be as good at offense and when Brock Purdy got all his weapons you got Vegas put him as an MVP candidate. I don't know about MVP candidate. Like, I think that is actually insane. If Brock Purdy's a plus 300 to win MVP, like, dude, he's, he's, he's just not an MVP quarterback. Like, his team is just extremely talented. And he's doing he's his the part. Plays. Yeah, he, he's, he's doing his part. But he's like a nice, he's in the average, maybe slightly above average, like, tier quarterback. But I am putting him as MVP caliber, even though this year on quarterback play, no one's impressed me that much. Like yeah, your traditional so, uh, guy. Not a clear cut. Yeah, it's, not a there's clear no cut. clear cut. I'm always a quarterback's MVP because of the most valuable position in football based on just basic knowledge of the game. But my heart wants to go with Tyree Kill because his ability of making Tua look that good. There's <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it's just Tyreek. Like I'm watching that game. He's just open every game. He's just open every game. Every like, time. It was brutal. It was brutal watching that game because I was playing against a Tyreek Tua stack. <laughs> Holy cow. A a Tyreek, Tua, and a Devon A. Chain team. Holy moly. Not even the great Mike Evans and CMC could have saved my team, man. Holy. I was watching that game. I was just like, this is actually not happening right now. It's the worst stack you could play. Dude, I was like, Jesus. Like, like, I was the number two team. That was the number one team. Oh, my gosh. You're cooking me with those those guys. So, like, Tyreek Hill is – He's something special. So, like, my heart wants to give it to the guy that's potentially going to get hit 2,000 yards. But I feel like in the history of football, when Cooper Cup got the triple crown, he didn't get the MVP. So, if Tyreek gets 2,000, that breaks the record. He got an extra game. So, you got to keep that in consideration. Like, I don't know if the voters going to vote him in, but voting a guy that's on it, just on a good team and doing his role, voting that dude MVP, I don't think that's in the spirit of the award. Of, yeah carrying a franchise he's not carrying a franchise he's part it's it's, it's a team effort right now everybody's doing their part but when you're mvp you're carrying people you're carrying the bombs you got wide receivers dropping passes you got a running back that's not as good this dude's got the best you got brandon iu debo samuel cmc like holy cow like george kittle yeah george kittle yeah george kittle because that dude just blocks half the time like his team is so so loaded so like not a lie they're playing the best football right now and they embarrassed the eagles and that they and the thing is the eagles did play three games in the last like 14 days that's true so based on health and energy the the, the 49ers were rested up so if you look at by just based on a war in nutrition like just like physicality that makes a lot more sense in my mind. Like just looking back, like this should have been actually kind of obvious. I completely missed this, but the amount of games that the the Eagles have played yeah. versus the amount of games the Niners played in the last couple of weeks, that relative difference should have been like okay. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Why Vegas gave the Niners a two and a half point spread on the road against the Eagles team that's only had one loss. So I'm like okay. Okay, Vegas, you got me there. You got yeah, me. They got you. Yeah, they got me good. They I got didn't me catch good. that either. They got me good. But that, I'm like, that makes so much more sense after. I'm like, shit, I actually missed that. It was kind of like, looking back up, that's a, that makes a lot of sense, Vegas. You got me there. That's how you guys are Vegas. But Eagles, <laughs> Eagles, I, I, I'm worried, though. I'm really? Super, yeah. Because I look at the competition in the AFC. Because you know me, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So I have high bias right now. So, like. The wide receiver, like like you said, Rashid Rice. This guy getting ten targets. I'm like, okay, like he's not that good. He's like a nice, like you say, it's a cute story. It's a nice little receiver. Don't really expect him to be a stud. Like he's gonna be the nice number two wide receiver option on a franchise that's actually an elite offense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, like Patrick Mahomes, his competition is just not that scary right now. 
if you look at the quarterbacks, like that, if you look at the quarterbacks, like people fall like flies, like Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. He'll be back. That's a big deal. Yeah, he'll be fine. You think he'll be fine high ankle sprain? Yeah, he'll be fine. I don't do. Zoo, this ain't fantasy football playoffs. It, it's week 14. There's still five more weeks. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, high ankle sprain, that's kind of nerve-wracking. You look at the AFC West, you got no team to worry about because somehow, I don't get it, the Chargers just suck at football, man. Yeah, they just They, suck. they scored six, six points. Like, that was just, the worst football game all year. Uh, oh, that is just embarrassing, like shameful. Like, I love Justin Herbert, but six points, brother. Come on now. Six yeah, points against that team. So the AFC yeah, West, a bunch, bunch of nobodies. Okay, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars up. Not even dominating. They're leading the AFC South and the high ankle spray. I know you guys are just saying, oh, it's a high ankle spray, whatever. That's worrisome. That's worrisome. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens with the elite defense. That's actually one of the teams I'm like, okay, that defense is kind of scary. But yeah. Lamar Jackson, oh, man, this guy pisses me off. I don't know if it was as a fantasy holder or a real life holder. Like Lamar Jackson, like I need to see something in the playoffs in the pass, pass attack. Like in the regular season, dominating with a good defense and rushing the ball. With Keonta Mitchell, the Gus Bus. Okay, you do your thing the regular season. Let's see in the playoffs with the aerial attack. And the Miami Dolphins just hasn't been a good team yet. Mm. They still have it. They remind me. They remind me of the Dallas Cowboys. Even like they they when they win, they really win, man. Like you get a team like the freaking Commanders. Oh God, that that game was an absolute joke. So they dominate back like the New York Jets. They beat them by twenty. Like the New England Patriots. They beat them by two tutties. Like the, the Panthers, it beat by 20. So they could dominate these bad teams and outski them with their talent and their head coach. But against the good teams, a.k.a. the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles, okay, they lose those games. So mm-hmm. they're in that same boat. I need to see something in the playoffs with their cute little finesse attack right there. So, and I still like the Bills, even though they're a 500 ball club. They might not play, make playoffs or maybe wild card action. So, like the Miami Dolphins, like I ain't scared of them at all. If I'm a Chiefs, um, if I'm a Chiefs fan, because that defense is not that good, and the Baltimore Ravens defense is elite, but the offense is not as good. So, I feel like the competition of the Cowboys and the and the Niners is a little tougher. You're shooing in the Chiefs, yes, just very easily. Yes, you haven't seen. You're not concerned with how they've been playing at all. Yeah, they're eight and four, man. They're doing yeah. good. They're eight and four. They're doing good. They had they had some weird. The Denver Broncos loss was just bad. their offense too. As just it's, yeah, it's, it's, not it's not as good. It's not what it is or what it's, it's not as good. I know Kelsey no. is not showing like prime Kelsey of last Bingo. year. Bingo. Like, yeah. like he's definitely showing his age. Like when you talk about retirement, that that means your body's hurt. So what do you That's think the Ravens will do? Shut the them Ravens. down. Yeah. You can't it's run the- on them. They're the best run defense in the league. Yeah, the defense is very, very scary. It's going to be a grinded out type game. You could put Roquan Smith on Travis Kelsey with with corner and safety help, and then they're going to shut down Rasheed Rice. Who Pacheco out of the backfield? Jarek McKinnon? They've won with worse. I get that. They have won with no-name guys carrying them at certain times. But I don't know, man. I know you got your bias showing through a little bit. But you got to remember, the Chiefs also lost to the Eagles, man. The Chiefs did lose to the Eagles. They barely beat the Awful Dolphins. Bye, too. They barely beat the Dolphins. They got shut down by the Broncos. They barely beat the Broncos the first time. They beat the Vikings by seven. The Jets by three. The best team, the best win they have difference-wise is the Bears. They lost to the Lions. They beat the Jaguars 17 to 9. They're not dropping 35 a game like we've seen in years past. Yeah, the offense is not as elite. So I don't know. They they haven't proved it. Like they're eight and four, sure. But like but you said, the, the Jaguars, but, but Jaguars the are nine and three. Are you that impressed with the Jaguars? I'm telling you, high ankle sprain, man. High ankle sprain. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. not talking about that. I'm just saying, I'm not impressed by the just seeing an eight and four record. I watch them a lot, man. They're my entire fantasy team. You got to remember yeah, that. They haven't been that good in the regular. I give so, you that. I give you that. Uh, they do have the experience, the play- though. Again, they do have the experience. Give me the playoffs, and I want to see Mahomes do some special things. I want. I want to see him rely on his legs more. Because mm. the offense, like he needs to be able to create more time. Yeah. His receivers get more open because their separation is not that good, and a little more easier passes because their ability to catch with difficulty making catches is not as good this year. So you need more little baby passes to these guys. So absolutely, Mahomes needs to play at an elite MVP caliber mm. level. He has not done that this year, and they're eight. <laughs> they really needed to pay D Hop, man. I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> oh, they, oh man, they needed. They've, they've they've been needed a uh, secondary receiver. I've always felt like absolutely a little uh whatever um. I think what I'm about to do is I'm gonna let you guys vamp for a little bit wrong uh, for a little bit. I'm gonna try to log out and come back in because I don't know what's going on with Firefox right now. So okay. I'm about to log out and you guys just keep doing this first topic if you can. Sure. <laughs> I'll be back. Well, because because right. the the Trevor Lawrence injury I was reading because man, he's running my work league team. Man, I I finally got him back. <laughs> he's finally playing. The only reason I played him was Sam Howell being on a bye because I had just been riding with Sam. He's getting me a consistent 20, just garbage time. Give me that fantasy. But T-Law, man, I came in, I was like, I think he might be back. The him and ATN, I got that semi-stack, the offensive stack, pretty much involved in every touchdown, man. And then, of course, he gets hurt. Now, I, I ran away last week. I dropped like 180. I need to win this week, and I need one guy to lose, and I'm locked in. I could still win on point differential even if we both lose, but I don't know, man. I I know I said this last week. The Jaguars make me a little nervous. The past two weeks, man, proved me a little something, man. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the, that was a good the game. The Jaguars, like Trevor Lawrence, has been having some of his best. I think his last like three games are like his best best games this year. Oh, for sure. It's been more like it's been more. He's been closer to a game manager than a game carrier. But the yeah. last couple of games, like dropping points, like drop 31 points, like 24, like 34 against the Titans, even though it's the Niners. That Niners game, like against an elite team that was fully yeah. healthy, like it wasn't even a competition. So I'm talking yeah. about playoffs here, you ain't going to be playing against the freaking Titans in the playoffs. It's Zay like, Jones, man. I'll yeah. tell you. Hey, but Christian, yeah, Christian Kirk, Kirk. Yeah, see, Christian Kirk also. We, we, I forgot to mention Christian Kirk. So you lose Trevor Lawrence at the high ankle sprain, maybe like a week or two. I don't know how long this injury is going to last. And Christian Kirk, one of his favorite targets. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So, like, the Mahomes' pathway, it just gets easier. And I forgot, again, to mar- mention, the Baltimore Ravens are without Mark Andrews for the foreseeable yep. future. That's so so Lamar's favorite weapon and Lamar's struggles in the past. They say might have a chance if, maybe, if they make a deep playoff run. Like if they make the championship yeah, game. Maybe. Exactly. So that's very highly unlikely. So you're looking at all these things. Because I would say that the Kansas City Chiefs have been pretty relatively healthy. Well, like, well let me just say this. Thank you for reminding me about this because I had to add Zay Jones into the lineup, man. Oh. <laughs> had to do it, man. We were Zay just talking Jones. about we were just talking the Christian Kirk injury. Yeah, so, it's massive. Yeah. That's a huge. That's a huge injury. Huge injury. Yeah, one of the guys that uh I always talk about Jeff. He uh, I remember he had Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk on his freaking league, and I remember he traded me Calvin Ridley. And at the time, I thought like I won that, and I actually didn't because Calvin Ridley gave me maybe two games out of like seven. But I flipped him for DJ Moore and Devon A. Chain and whatever. So, uh, get back mm, to what we were just talking no, about. That's all. Yeah, Devon A. Chain though. Devon A chain IR. was very was very was kind of on. A, I thought that was going to be a bust because you know when he came back and he played four plays and it was yeah, hurt and then the end. week after that he was yeah. inactive. I was like, oh god. But like say and a DJ Moore Calvin Ridley has kind of been even because Calvin Ridley's been going off the last couple of weeks. I don't know how he mm-hmm. did this last Monday night. Nah, he only had like three or yeah. four catches. Yeah, he yeah. cooled off. And Kirk's like you said, he that injury probably is bigger fantasy wise in. Real life wise, because he's he is Trevor's like security blanket. I feel like, but um, him and Ingram, but uh, you know, I, watching Sunday, I think just with the Eagles, I I ex I didn't expect them to get destroyed, but I did kind of feel like the 49ers were going to win, even with the Eagles going up six zero, because the Eagles, I just I don't like the teams, and I know it's sports and theater, and everybody loves to talk crap, but like I hate when it's the whole or like. Use context. The 49ers had, what, their third string guy? Like, come on. Like, they didn't have Purdy. They didn't have really a fair chance in that game. They lost the backup quarterback, too. Yeah. Like, stop. You can't beat your chest and be like, oh, like, just to me, if I – and I'm not a pro athlete, but I'm just like, hey, I got out of that game. We we beat him with a third string quarterback. Let's get ready to go to the Super Bowl. Like, you know, have a little humility. Shut up. Like – yeah, yeah, you kind of you kind of can't brag when that happens. So when yeah. I was seeing how the Eagles were just talking so much junk, I was like, yeah, the 49ers are gonna probably come in here and lay the wood because they it's just you gotta you gotta make a statement. And the thing about the 49ers is to Zeus point, 
they had those down weeks because they had their star players hurt. But when they played the best teams in the NFC, like Dallas and Eagles, they have oh destroyed them. They destroyed both teams. Yeah. You so know it's what like, it is? I don't know how you can even pick against the 49ers. Right you know now. what it is, too, Sean? I, I forget who was talking about it, but they were mentioning a, a player that came into the, the San Fran organization like a year or two ago. I forget who it is. Mm. You know, it might have it might have been actually McCaffrey. And he said, when I walked into the locker room, he goes, it's just the vibe you get. They're just walking. They're just walking out with the boom boxes down the tunnel like everyone's just aggressively locked in. They buy into Shanahan. They buy into the defense. I think they all like um, uh, what's their GM's name? John Lynch. Is yeah, he still? Lynch, is he still Lynch, there? Yeah. I think he's a great GM. He's a great GM. Okay, let's put an um, asterisk there. Let's put an asterisk there. We got yeah, made some suspect moves with the draft. One Trey of the worst Lynch. trades okay, in NFL Trey, history. And Zoo, they're still kicking, man. He because he found Brock Purdy as the last oh, pick, yeah. man. Okay. And he's gonna take credit for that. You know, yeah, that. not a so, lot. That's lady luck right there, man. That's that is really lady luck. luck. So for any pick in the, the sixth, seventh round, I feel like, yeah. A good like, hey. Bill Belichick and his staff, like, I they – I was going to say, yeah. okay, we'll see. lady luck helped out the Patriots for damn near 18 years, man. That is true. That, years, is, true. Man. So that is true. They didn't know what they better, had. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, man. I mean – That is true. You can take that across all sports, Zoo. Nikola Jokic being a second-round draft pick, man. I mean, you know, it just yeah. – sometimes in sports you got to get lucky. So I just thought that was a huge testament to the culture that they have. And let's be honest, guys. You can look at a lot of teams around the NFL, and you know the good cultures from the bad cultures just by watching how players interact with each other, how they get when they're losing, how they come out at half, you know how they're coached. And I think the, the 49ers are just a top-tier class act organization, man, and, and it shows on the field. So they're my, they are my – right now, week, four, week 14, they are my yeah. Super Bowl pick right now. I did not pick them at the beginning yeah. of the year, but they are my Super Bowl pick right now. They, they, this, they're so, they're the Eagles, but more consistent. Yeah. Like Purdy, oddly, is just the perfect quarterback for them because they have so much skill, talent. He just knows how to dump off to his playmakers. Uh, but I, I will say with the Eagles, to Zoo's point, they, they played a lot of games and they've had a lot of tough teams back to back to back. And I think yeah. they're finishing off Brutal with Dallas. Central. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see and it'll lighten up after that. But, with the Chiefs, it's like I said, I brought up with the Raiders. Like, what what was that? Like when I saw that, I was like, what is going on? Like, why yeah, why are they down, down 14 zero? They, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, this is looks weird. You, you shouldn't be this way, right? And they came back. And to your point, P. Bush, if you look at a lot of their games, they haven't been the 35-3, you know, seven, whatever. I it's just been a lot of close games. And I know the NFL is a league that produces parity and for most teams to go eight and eight. But I do think it's something to do with Kelsey. Like you say, the last game he had four receivers for 81 yards. But to me, losing Tyreek was a massive deal. Mm -hmm. Like Tyreek being the game changer, you see what he's doing in Miami, the, you know, and I know they won a Super Bowl. So everybody's like, ah, oh, what are you talking about? But it's like, it's talk, it's like longevity. These guys want to win multiple. And with Tyreek being in his prime, Having him on the field with Rasheed Rice and and Travis Kelsey, like I think that oh, would almost man. prolong. Oh, that would prolong Kelsey's yeah. career because who's to say in the next two to three years Kelsey just says I'm I'm done? Like because Kelsey kind of strikes me as a guy who's he he doesn't like I think he's ha like he's got his rings he's you know his he's in the record books he doesn't seem and I don't want to say this because I don't know his personality and if he's a competitor or not but he doesn't seem like the guy who's like walks into the room and needs to be recognized as the greatest tight end of all time. Like, I think he's just cool with being Travis Kelsey, you know, dating good-looking girls and having a good life, doing his podcast. Like, I think he's happy. That yeah, way. he's chilling with his brother. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's just – he's he's wired that way, I feel like, just looking from he the got paid, the ring, the accolades, yeah. your point. He's, he's already got yeah, everything. He's, yeah, he's he not Tom Brady, and all right? Mahomes is going to continue to keep there. playing. So, like, it's, you know, it's more of a clock on Kelsey. But yep. – I think them missing Tyreek, Rasheed Rice, you're, you, I mean, you can't depend on the rookie receiver. And Mahomes, Mahomes has been – he's been really good. But like you said, there's no standout quarterback this year. Like, I honestly think if Dak beats the Eagles this week handily, he's probably going to be right there in front. Because mm -hmm. he's had an amazing <laughs> year, even though he's played a bunch of tomato cans. He's had an amazing year stat-wise. And if he beats the Eagles, I don't know if it's a Sunday night game, Monday night game, whatever, but on national TV, 
He might have a chance. Oh, God. He might have a chance to sneak the MVP. Because, like you oh, said, you're not going to give it to Purdy. You're not going to yeah, give it to him. I ain't giving it to Purdy. I ain't giving a Dak after that Niners game. I can't get the Niners game out of my brain. That was like two, that was like That's months brutal. ago. That was even if he lost by a nice like competitive game. Okay, it happens. It wasn't a game. It was who a else game. though? Will you, well, are that, you, who you who can you that, give it to though? Like Tyreek is maybe the only option. It might go positional this year. It is. Yeah, I may, I might say screw it. Screw the QB position, man. None of you guys caring. If Tyreek, if they get the number one seed and Tyreek gets to like his two oh, K or whatever, two thousand number have, one a, seed. Oh, yeah, he a, might get it. Okay, he all might right. Now, let's put it this way. What about CMC? He's got how many touchdowns this year? 17? No. 18? Total What's the 16? record? I don't, I don't even know. know. I shouldn't even if, ask If this man drops 25 yeah, touchdowns. Let's see. He has 12 rushing touchdowns. 12 rushing touchdowns. He's got to have at least five or six receiving. Because five, I, five receiving touchdowns. So he's got 17, he 17 touchdowns. touchdowns right now. 17 touchdowns. He's on pace for at least 20, what, 22 <laughs> yeah, or three? 28 is a record. If he gets 20 Ladanian. touchdowns. And I'm not saying he's going to break the record. That'd be absurd. I mean, you'd have to score two a game for the next five. But yeah. if they're the number one seed. Oh, that could be possible. <laughs> that he, Him and Tyreek should probably be the two best. It's just that you look at the 49ers and you're like, okay, well, CMC could have an off game if he does. Yeah, he can have an off game and they could beat you in the air. Or he doesn't have off games. Mm. His worst game is like 13 fantasy points or something like that. Yeah, he's still got a touchdown, I think. And he still scored. So, you know, to your point, this might be the year where positional is considered a bit higher, but I still wouldn't wouldn't put my money on that. You know, I know because they they love to give it to the quarterback. That's just exactly. But, and it, but if it goes, and I'm I telling mean, you, Dak being if Dak played for the Houston Texans, this is a mute point. But him playing for yeah. America's team and on a big stage with the Eagles, they, yeah. they just they're looking for a reason to give it to him, and it being a whole. Because then you think about it, yeah, next like three weeks, it, next yeah. three weeks for sure. Because he has pretty decent stats too. Yeah. Oh, he has really good stats. The Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions. If oh, you win. If you win, I would Dude. say three out of no three out of four. While being, of and while being the, the reason, oh, I don't want MVP. the defense. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about MVP being the reason this team is winning because their offense has changed. In the beginning of the season, it was not an aerial attack. Like I remember, like CD Lamb was not getting like these massive target shares, and Dak Prescott wasn't trucking the ball as much, worrying about the interceptions. That was a huge focus point this year coming this season. Let's focus on limiting interceptions so that the passing was less aggressive. But then they realized they're not doing as well, and they pretty much changed their offense to be a full-on aerial attack, and Dak Prescott's just chucking the ball out more, and they've been winning a lot more games, and mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb exploded for that reason. He's having a career season this year. Brandon Cooks, Jake yeah, Ferguson, yeah, too. Yeah, all these guys been getting touchdowns. Like All these guys have been getting their money's worth on offense right now based yeah. on the new offensive scheme. But Eagles, Bills, and Dolphins, and Lions. There's your yep. chance, Dak. There's your chance. But because if I see a huge regression against these elite teams, the potential playoff teams, fuck out. Like it's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. You gotta come show on, up against yeah. the good teams. Like, like the like the commanders, like your best win is the Seahawks. And then and, and, and they, they might barely finish, won yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, they barely won that game. And Seahawks might finish as that was a great know, game. 500 team. Oh, great game. It was best Thursday, good best Thursday, Thursday night game, game all year, but that team might be a 500 team at the end of the season. Hey, you so forgot about the Bears Panthers game, man. Come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. No, I yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be mad if he won MVP, but I would be a little shocked because you're passing over guys that sure maybe aren't having the greatest of years for themselves, but Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, right? You're passing up on those guys. Josh Allen's not in the discussion. No. I think stats Burrow, is gonna be the reason why. That'd be the only reason Hurts or like Hurts or Lamar might, especially Lamar. I think stats wise, there's probably a reason why he won't get it. Like yeah. he would have to go nuclear for him to even have a sniff at the MVP, just because. Mm-hmm. And two, he's one one. Like it's kind of, right. I don't know. But speaking of quarterbacks, because uh, we spent mm-hmm. a long time on on that topic. Uh, like I was telling the guys, man, I was just going through money line bets and trying to look sift through teams, look at playoff positioning, and see like who's in the playoffs and who's not, and. I was telling him, man, there's a lot of teams that are in the playoffs whose quarterback situations are not the greatest. And uh, there's a few that came to mind, and I was like, man, if 
you know, they're never going to say it to their fans. They're never going to say, you know, the coach is never going to preach this to their team. All the coordinators are, all, they're all on one accord. They're speaking like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Let's, let's keep this momentum because with the NFL, it's like kind of day by day, week by week. You know, you're just fighting to get to the to next uh, next week healthy and you're trying to actually get into the playoffs because a lot of things get, you know, you get a lot of, I think there's a lot of incentives and a lot of things that happen in people's contracts and For sure. personnel people get raises. Like stuff happens when you make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're keeping that as the main thing. But there's always one or two personnel guys, and there's probably draft guys who are sitting there like, man, we're like in the playoffs, but there's this guy in Idaho who we can get in the third round, and he's a he's a guy, there's a quarterback, like there's a running back here, like, but based off the draft like positioning, they're they're just not gonna be there. So I wanted to ask the guys out of the few teams in the playoffs, and they could pick which one. Um, which team do you think is not as excited being in the playoff hunt currently? And uh Zoo, I'm gonna start with you. Man, it's easy team to pick on because this quarterback is god awful to watch. Man, he he did get injured, so rest in peace, Kenny Pickett. But man, the Steelers, <laughs> yep. that offense is atrocious. Yep. It yep. is so ugly to watch Steelers football. Like this team, like I don't know how Mike Tomlin does it every year, but he's gonna be above five hundred again this year. Like they're just not basically do that again. Like even though like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, like he was on a third string quarterback one year and still. Um, Finish above 500. So they're down to Mitchell Trubisky now. Like, this guy's taking over. Obviously, Kenny Pickett out with a lower body injury. Like, but nothing's going to change because the QB situation does not matter at all. They're doing this weird Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, two headed running back. Like, so just so ugly to watch. And then you see Pickens and Deontay Johnson having hissy fits on the sidelines. Wide receivers aren't happy because the quarterback situation is awful. Had to get rid of the offensive coordinator because the offense is just absolutely atrocious. Defense is trying their best. See your wide trying uh, wide is trying his best. Like, like my goodness, they just need a quarterback. Like ever since Big Ben retired, it's been it's been it's god a- awful. It's been god mm-hmm. awful. Like you look at the amount of points that this team has scored. The only teams that scored more than the AFC. Are the New York Jets and the New England Patriots? <laughs> those are the only two teams that, it, and those teams are oh my god, just an absolute disaster. Bottom of the barrel, teams, man. Like you're talking about two and ten teams and a four and eight team. Like those are the only teams they have scored more on offense this season. Just think about that in the AFC. So the, your competition, right? Like the defense trying their best, and the defense like only could do so much looking looking at that offensive situation. Mm-hmm. But if you, I don't know, this draft now. Couple of potential elite quarterbacks, but who knows? Like, probably one, most of them probably might bust. But you got to be up. You got to be there throwing darts, and you got to be having a higher pick that have a higher accuracy of hitting these these QB targets. Because I'm sick of watching the Pittsburgh Steelers story. And eh, Q story when your games make the playoffs lose. Like you're gonna lose in the yeah. wild card game. Like yeah. I've seen this story before. Like, come on now, I'm done. Like like Tomlin, I know you want to keep winning. Cause that that that's a pretty impressive coaching resume. Like net, like never below five hundred. Like that is incredible. But sometimes you just got to take an L, man. You got to take the L. You got to lose the battle to win the war, man. Cause they ain't winning no Super Bowl with this QB situation. Unless you trade for a quarterback, or I don't know what you could do, man. Trade maybe trade for a Justin Fields this offseason. I don't know. I I don't know. Cause. Ain't gonna be through the draft to keep making the playoffs and having these late yeah. picks because all the elite prospects can be taken early. Because my goodness, this is a top heavy draft with the QB situation this 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 year, and hopefully this draft is a lot better than the than the Zach Wilson, the Zach Wilson and Justin Fields draft, mm. Mac Jones draft. So we'll see what happens. But I, I'm telling the Steelers, man, if you want to win a Super Bowl, and you know Steelers Nation is about winning Super Bowls, got to get a real QB in the room. Yeah. You know, I, it's home. funny. He's- funny you say that they're kind of like a worse version of the Niners man their organization is great they're yeah. very well run they have great talent they're just missing that one piece they obviously we know what TJ Watt can do right on that defensive side they have they've always had great secondary play I do actually like their running back room do they need to figure out who's the real guy yes but they they're both talented Najee's not a scrub as a lot of people he's actually had Man, he's had a, a solid flex year, Zoo, in fantasy. He's got saved by he's some got, touchdowns, that's for sure. Saved by some touchdowns. Jalen Warren has broken off some big games, actually. He's very explosive. I'd consider him kind of in that 
two years ago, Tony Pollard area um, for switching up an offense. But, man, yeah, you're right, man, watching Kenny Pickett. And even though I love to bring up Trubisky on this podcast, man, he he just ain't it, man. He's a perennial backup. Yep. That's the best he should be um, at this point in his career. It's crazy to think they're in their seventh year, him and Mahomes at this time. That just blows oh my, my mind at this God. point. Oh, my God. But that's a good pig, Zoo. I didn't even well, – I, I, I put a list of uh, five teams together, Steelers being one of them. Um, the Falcons, I think, is an easy pick because they are winning the yeah. worst division in the NFL. Yeah. They're 6-6. Six mm-hmm. six. Sean mentioned they have a very talented team on both sides of the ball, but oh, yeah. Desmond Ritter ain't it. Heineke's oh, tried to come in and do something. Oh, he was awful. They might be the team to pull the trigger on Justin Fields. No, please. But I'm actually looking at another team in a division that actually has two teams that I think should be considered, and that's the NFC West, man. I want to know what the Seattle Seahawks are going to do. Mm. They are bought into Geno Smith after last year. He had an unbelievable year. He paid his dues for 10 seasons pretty much and got his starting role unbelievable last year. He's been back to mediocre. He's had some big games. He had a hell of a game against Dallas. Yeah, that was the best game of the year. A good defense. That was easily his best game of the year. But, man, with that talent that they have. His weapons. DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett is just the – he's an Adam Thielen. He's like like the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got Smith and Jigba who has shown major flashes. He's awesome. You got Kenneth Walker, who's obviously been injured. Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet has been good a solid rookie. Yeah. You know, I, a team like the Seattle Seahawks, if if they are buying into Geno Smith, if I'm them, I'm that team actually trading up to try and take Brock Bowers to solidify at the tight end position because that's where they've always kind of been missing. Noah Fant was not the answer. I know he was mm-hmm. part of the trade package with Russell Wilson. But if they want to go quarterback, they have to cut off Geno because he's not going to go to being a backup. <sighs> He's not going to be going to a backup again. And, you know, the other team in that division is Matthew Stafford. Where is he at in his career with his injuries? Are you going to waste Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams? You oh, know, he's awesome. Tyler Higby, if you want to throw that in there. he's He can have a big game if he gets targeted a lot. So I'm looking at that NFC West, and I'm wondering these two 6-6 six and six teams that are in an, AF, an NFC that has a pretty open bottom wild card race right now with the Packers, the Vikings, and then those two teams. I think both of them got to consider trading up. I would lean a little bit more towards the Seahawks because they might have a bit more capital to trade from that Broncos trade with Russell Wilson. So, you know, I I just – I can't be buying into Geno Smith at this point when you have such good young weapons, man. I mean, we saw what DK Metcalf could do when he oh, had his yeah. virtuoso yeah. game. Yeah. So explosive, bro. It's like, so explosive. Yeah. I mean, that, he, that like, he, should be up, he should be, like, putting up A.J. Brown numbers. He should like, be. Yeah. He, is, he is A.J. Yeah, Brown. He, yeah, right? they're built the yeah. same, went to the same Probably school. faster and more explosive. Yeah. He's but. faster, yeah. So uh, that's a team that I'm considering. I do think the Falcons will be the team to pull the trigger on making a move for a quarterback, but I mm. am – I'm just more hell-bent on the Seahawks because I do believe in Pete Carroll. He's a great coach. A lot of people buy into him. They just have to be willing to to make the move and pull the trigger for another quarterback change in a two-year span. So it's just something where you're you're considering as a GM, is this a bold enough move to save my job, or are we just going to kind of coast at that 500 level for the next two years? Yeah, I think Pete Carroll also, is he's kind of – and this Super Bowl happened years ago, but I think anytime you're dealing with a Super Bowl winning coach, they kind of get to do, even though I guess I'm not even sure if he's a GM or who's GM there, but it's like he kind of just gets to do whatever he wants to do because they've drafted so well and they've kind of always been in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, we'll just have Geno's a safe option. And it's like you don't want to take the boom or bust of drafting a rookie quarterback because you truly don't know what could happen. Like a rookie quarterback could either end up like CJ or they could get you out the league like Trey Lance, even though Kyle Shannon is not out the league because he got, like we said, lucky with uh, Brock Purdy. But, you know, the the rookie quarterback is always so, is so combustible. So I feel like sometimes coaches is like, if we got a guy like Geno, let's just ride it out. Because, like I said, you can't hit quarterbacks. You can't touch them. So it's just like a lot of these guys are lasting longer. But I do agree. They need to they need to get a difference maker there. Michael Penix would be a great fit. And that's just because mm. he's up there in Washington. Um, but – you know, I, I, you know, I was looking at the Vikings because I love Kirk Cousins, but considering <laughs> his age and his injury, especially yeah. with the Achilles, gonna be thirty six. 
I know they got. I think they got Hendon Hooker, but I. I mean, I. I know he's coming off ACL. We don't know, and it's kind of almost been a year. So maybe you know. Sometimes with quarterbacks, you hear a little bit of buzz of like this guy's coming along. Like you know, I know they got Josh Dobbs, whoever, but Hendon Hooker's the dude that's coming out next because, like I said, he he's probably right now in a mode where he can probably throw the football around. He probably just can't run and do dropbacks yet. But they are a team too with Addison Hawkinson. Jefferson, like elite, elite oh, of the yeah. elite pass game. Like you can argue, Hawkinson has been one of the better tight ends this year. Jefferson, we know who he is. Addison is a solid number two, and I think next year could be almost a one A to Je- Justin Jefferson because he's he at least on my fantasy team, he's always oh, putting yeah. up at least 10, 15 points. He's mm-hmm. he's getting open, and in that Bears game, he could have put up a little a couple more points. He dropped a couple passes, but man, I tell you, like. They're running back in a dynamic quarterback away from being really scary because mm-hmm. I was under the impression, like, you know, when Kyler was on that whole buzz about him coming back with the Cardinals, I was like, man, if he just got in Minnesota with them oh, God. and him running around and doing all that stuff. And then, you know, we see Madison, what he is. He's a nice backup running back. I don't think he can handle a full load nope. of like, you know, really 20 to 25 year. carries. If they can, you know, running backs come out every year. If they get a yeah. dynamic running back, that offense mm-hmm. – they could be something serious. And I think, you know, Kurt, pre-injury, I thought he was a good quarter, a good quarterback for them because he was, you know, as much as we kind of think he's kind of in that above average, average range. Like, Justin Jefferson was putting up crazy numbers. And you can't do that with a quarterback who can't get you the ball. Because I don't think there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be that, – that you could switch out and just be like, okay, Justin Jefferson is still going to be putting up the yards and the catches that he's putting up. So – Minnesota is definitely a team I was looking at. Like, if they can get a dynamic guy, like, they're not going to get Caleb, they're not going to get Drake, but if they can get a Michael Penix, you know, someone in that range of quarterback, that could definitely happen. Because with the Steelers, it's, it's so obvious. Like, Kenny Pickett was the hometown kid. He was there for five years in Pittsburgh, the, the state college. Like, it's just natural. But, like, I've been saying this for a while. You got if you're wearing two gloves throwing the football, I'm just out on you. I'm good. I'm good on that, man. I don't nobody's done that. Like people have done it during inclement weather. I get it. Like, I'm not trying to you know body shame, I guess you could say it's anybody who's throwing with gloves on when it's like a torrential downpour. But when you're when it's 75 degrees outside and you got on two gloves running around throwing the football, I just I'm good. Like I just not am I'm not big on that guy. I'm just not thinking he's a franchise quarterback. And you would think with the Steelers, because if you just think about their history of what they are as a franchise, I just, when I think of the Steelers, I think of toughness. And it's like, mm-hmm. your quarterback's got on two gloves running around there. Yeah. You don't think the fans think, like, the fans are like, oh, what the hell? like, you know? Yeah, like, it's, they don't think, I think they're just like, ah, we're, we're good. So, you know, with Tomlin, the days of Big Ben are long gone and, Somehow they just keep figuring out how to win. So, like know. you say, with the and the Roonies is such a not weird, but there's such a different ownership where they have patience and they're not they're not going to fire Thomas. So there is no pressure in Pittsburgh. Like mm-hmm. they just don't fire coaches. That's not what they do. So I feel no. like that's part of the reason why you take someone like Kenny Pickett because he's safe. And if he doesn't work out, it's like oh well, we'll just oh, figure out the next quarterback to find. But to me, if you're trying to get back to a Super Bowl, you need to get a more dynamic guy. Like I would almost. They don't even maybe have to draft somebody. They may like. Is there anybody in the league they could? That's like a backup that could they think has potential. I don't know who that is, but it's like maybe it's somebody that's more dynamic. The Bengals quarterback right now. He looked kind of good. <laughs> Jake Browning. Yeah. Jake Browning. He kind of looked good. They, I don't know do if they, I'm overreacting, but he kind of looked good. Maybe he looks. He but they won't. They won't trade within the division. Yeah, they won't yeah, trade in the division. But yeah. for other teams, it could. They be. had Sam Howell. They would be all right, and mm-hmm. the the Washington's not trading him. But if they had Sam Howe, I think yeah, because the he Steelers would fit actually well. know how to draft an offensive line, man. Yeah, yeah. that too. He's Sam Howe get beat he's the hell up. He's running for his God. life, man. He's running for his life. Yeah, he really is. But they got a lot of teams right now. The Raiders last. are another one. The Raiders are another team that I think could be considered. Raiders. I had Vikings in there as well. There's a lot of teams right now that should be losing more. Mm. <laughs> You know, who knows? Like I say, uh, the draft's coming up. There's there's a ton there's a ton of guys, but you know, every year guys come out. There's only one or two that's gonna hit, so you just never mm-hmm. know who it's gonna be. We we have no idea. So hopefully, these teams that are in the playoffs, their scouts, they're 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 mining down in that second and third round and seeing if they can conjure up a quarterback prospect that's worth their while. So 
we'll be, you know, tuned in for that. But right now, shifting into our week 14 bets. So. There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let people start this off no, uh, with his uh, any t- anytime touchdown bet. You were just saying about things, things we don't know, you know. That's just me when it comes to picking anytime <laughs> touchdown parlays. It's, it's you know, a hard but look, bet, man. Mo- it's so hard. Mostert, you know, he scored and. I thought the game script was going to feed right into that. Obviously, A-Chain would have been the better, but Mostert still got his. Uh, I think they were trying to get A-Chain's feet back underneath him. You know, yeah, I think they yeah, were Yeah, just... Swiss cheese offense and the commanders. Swiss like, cheese great offense. Game, great team to play. Yeah, just get some practice reps in A-Chain, you know. And uh, Mostert's like, ah, give me a rest. I got to prepare for the playoffs. Yeah, you got to prepare for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and then Jameer Gibbs, obviously, Demont probably would have been the better pick there. But I just thought Gibbs was going to have more usage and uh, more explosive plays. And it was actually a great game against the Saints. They were up for a long time. Saints ended up coming back. Yeah, high-scoring game. game. Yeah. But then they ended up having to kind of throw the ball a little bit more in the end with the Saints pushing up against them, uh, against that door. So um, tough one this week. I'm going to go with a bit more uh, what Zoo would like to call blue-chip stocks right here, man. And it actually guys from the two teams we were talking about earlier. Tush push. Jalen Hurts ah, against the Cowboys, man. There you go. It's going to happen. Yep. He got one last, last time they played a couple weeks back. Um, actually had a really good rushing game on a yards per carry basis against the Cowboys and just the grittiness, the rivalry. He is getting Dallas Goddard back this week. A lot of people forget about that too. He's coming back already from that broken forearm. That's just another guy that a linebacker is going to have to cover and not be able to spy Jalen Hurts, man. So a little bit there. The other guy, I think he's going to have his breakout week this week against his Buffalo Bills team that he loves to feast against, Travis Kelsey scoring against the Buffalo Bills mm. this week, man. I think this is going to be a shootout game. I think the Chiefs are pissed off losing yep. on primetime television. Yep. yep. And you better believe that Travis Kelsey is pissed that he only caught four balls. He had two or three, one or two drops. I understand that. Mm. That ain't happening this week, man. Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you know my boy Hurts, man. Of course. You know, man. That's, the, that's the one thing you always count on. Jalen Hurts at the goal line, like. Sorry, DeAndre Swift. It's like Derrick Henry. Sorry, DeAndre Swift, man. You ain't ever scoring a touchdown. Mm. Never. He's never finding the end zone, <laughs> It's going to be it's have over. to be through the air for him to score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's the only way. Like, like, he ain't ever getting a rushing tutty, man. But, yeah, not going to lie, the Eagles last week, watching that game, that's I'm like, it was, it was awful. Yeah. Just awful. Just horrendous. Vegas got you, Zoo. The Vegas got me good, man. They got they got the – they looked at the time, like, the number of games they played, man. I didn't see that. I was so enamored with – the beauty of the Philadelphia Eagles offense and winning these all these clutch games, but it looks like they ran out of luck against the Niners. Who all they do is be good teams. That's all they do is be good teams, man. So now I'm gonna pick a good team that's playing against an awful team. There you last go. Week I, last team I, I picked two good teams, so I already said it was like a 50-50 game, but more after the results, more like a 90-10 game, man. That's pretty much what the Niners made this game. But this is some Swiss cheese, man. Chicago Bears, man. Detroit Lions, minus three and a half, man, at the Bears. Are you kidding me? Give me the Lions all day. You thought <laughs> the Chicago Bears, when they lose games, they lose by four or more every single game this season. And you look at the Detroit Lions, the only game that didn't cover the four-point spread in all their wins was the Kansas City Chiefs. And that was a miracle. That was the game they should have lost, but the KC wide receiver dropped the pass. For the win. So I don't really even give them that first victory. So you give me this Detroit Lions team that got lucky. I'm telling you, they got lucky in that one game against the, the Bears when the Bears completely dominated them. So it's red, it's on alert now. Psychology, there's no underestimating the Chicago Bears when that team's almost beat you and you had a mo- big motivational speech after that. All that. We got lucky, but we played hard and stuff. The, the Chicago Bears, come on, dude. And they're coming off a W coming off a W. You forgot uh, it's been a while since they played, mm-hmm. but they came off a W against the Minnesota Vikings in a in a disgusting game like 12 to 10. Like that game was god awful. You think the Bears are going to win two games in a row? Stop it. Against two division opponents? Stop it. I love this bet this week. I love this bet. I get to pick a good team against a bad team and it's only 4 points. Give me the Detroit Lions who got more to play for. Like the Bears playing for picks, Lions playing for the playoffs. I agree. It should be the right bet, but one thing you got to look at, Jared Goff does not do well in Soldier Field, man. You want to know why? 
He can't throw the ball with those wind gusts, man. That's been his issue. <laughs> He's thrown more picks in Soldier Field than most other stadiums in his career, good. man. Do you know why? No, no. Yeah, I'm talking about the running back. I'm not talking about David Montgomery revenge game again. Because David Montgomery seems to have a little mm, extra pep in the step against the Chicago Bears. And at the goal line, he's the goal line back, baby. Just so remember, the dude, they should have lost that game at home, man. That's all I'll tell you, man. And you know they no, should have no, lost no, that no, game. I like no, the balls like back. Anyway, why are you going to pick I, against I think, the Bears? I get the Lions and only four points? Hey, Come on. You know, you all know I'm a Bears fan, obviously. I obviously think they should lose this game for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. But I do not like betting on the Lions against the Bears. I, I just don't. They don't play them well ever. Even if they win games, they don't play them well. It's just a fact. They they just don't. So okay. I don't think it's as easy. I thought you were gonna go with something way easier than that, man. Way Come easier. on, man. You don't pick division games. Everyone knows that division games. <laughs> Listen, he's betting against Lake Michigan wins and uh, the Chicago Bears defense, man. I don't know if that's smart. This ain't no dome, Zoo. 20 degrees on Sunday, man. The dome's coming later, degrees. but not right now. Especially if they keep fields. The dome's def- definitely coming. <laughs> I don't know. If Caleb Williams ends up going there and he's like, I need a dome, then that's probably coming too. So they definitely oh are going to acquiesce to their, their franchise quarterback. But uh, last week for me on my money line, I should have went with my gut. I was I was fighting between the Chiefs and Packers and the Seahawks mm-hmm. and Cowboys. I went ahead with the C- went ahead went with the Seahawks and Cowboys, and I was feeling good the entire game. Oh man. yeah, I was feeling really You're good. Balling. The, yep. Like you said, to people should point like the defense was balling. They were bothering Dak. The offense was scoring. Yep. DK had like four catches for two hundred twenty-two yards. It felt like man, like he was just game. going off. Like Tyler Lockett catching passes on the sideline, but you know Dallas ended up pulling out at the end and. I was just sick when I saw the Chiefs and Packers. I was like, God, like I cannot <laughs> believe the Packers ended up beating the Chiefs Dude. at home, which I was that was my whole thing is the Packers being at home. Yeah. You know, looking at their record, they're fighting for a playoff spot and they're in the playoffs right now. So it was like there's a little probably a little bit more incentive for them to win that game. And mm-hmm. Jordan Love's just kind of been slowly but surely oh, going I, up on his arc. Post so. Thanksgiving, baby. He looking yeah, kind of nice, man. I kind of wish I would have picked that one. I kind of wish I would have picked that one. So um I missed that one, but like I said. You know, like I said, if you're watching this podcast, you know, I do put it in the show notes of which one I'm going with. But if you're actually watching it all the way through, maybe you're like, oh, I want to go other one. Yeah, bet the other one. It's like this guy's missing on this one. Let me let me bet the other way. Maybe I'll win some money. So you got to listen to the podcast to figure out which one's the bet. But uh, this week, like I said, there's a slate of ones. Uh, I didn't find really a lot of intriguing ones. A lot of them were like in the plus 180s and stuff like that. Um, so I like to always go into plus territory. And looking at a team who was – Right now, I think sitting eighth in the NFC playoff pitcher, which is out. They've won two games. That game against the Browns last week with the Rams. I know it's the Browns. They don't have a quarterback, but that was pretty pretty dominating win considering the defense they were going against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how they got a lot of their pieces back. They're going to be going across the country again this week to go play the Ravens. Coming off a bye, which is very scary because when you're getting teams off the bye, that means they were able to game plan for you for about two weeks, two to three weeks. But I think while both teams really need this game because the Ravens really can't give up any room because even though they're above the Chiefs, they're tied with the Dolphins. And winning this game, and I I don't know who Miami has this week, but winning this game can maybe, it would definitely cushion them and make it have a decent cushion between the Chiefs. But you need to stay paced with the dolphin pace with the dolphins. So I think they're gonna be focused and locked in. But I think the Rams are gonna be a little bit more desperate. They they right. definitely need this game because that, like if you look at the bottom of that NFC playoff picture, like six and six Vikings, six and six Packers, six and six six and six Rams, six and six Seahawks. And then you got like the five and seven Buccaneers, five and seven Saints. But like it's nip and tuck. So there is no, and that's why I was very confident at the time about the Seahawks like they definitely need this game because now look at you you're they're still in the playoff picture but they they don't act right they could fall right out you know and you gotta like basically it's like win or go home for the rest of the season in that bottom of the NFC mm-hmm. uh, playoff picture so I think the Rams man they've kind of gotten second life they have their two stud receivers even though Cooper Cup's been kind of I don't I don't know if he's injured or he just he kind of seems he's a not the bit same. Off. He's not the same. Yeah, he kind of no, looks he looks like he needs maybe a week or two off. He don't look right. But you got Puka, got Higby. Um Kyron Williams is a 
not only a fantasy monster, he's just a monster, period, dude. Like, he's a workhorse. Yeah. Because they, they use him to do that. They use, they use him as a three down back because they use him in the pass yeah. catching game like a lot. And he's, like, mm. yeah, Sean McVay found his RB because he's riding him. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's what he does too. Once he finds a running back, he's going to, he's going to pretty much use him as, oh, he, you know, he's only 35, 38 yeah. carries. Like, this is what he does. So, I think they're going to probably rely on him, get the ball to Puka, you know, Matt Stafford do what he does. Uh, like you said, the Ravens offense is not as explosive. Now, that defense is something serious. But I just think desperation-wise, uh, you know, the Rams are going to be, I think, a seven-and-a-half point favor or the seven-and-a-half point underdogs. It is cross-country, which makes me nervous. But the odds are plus 290. So, I just – those are juicy to me with the team that's desperate. They were kind of similar. I think the Seahawks last week I had them at like 260 and – almost cashed in on that. So, I, like I said, I think the Rams are going to be desperate. They're going to cross country. I'm not sure what time the game is, but they need this game because you drop this game, you're kind of considering yourself as a outsider when it comes to the playoffs. And if the Ravens were to lose this one, depending on what the Chiefs do and what the Dolphins do, you're kind of still in the hunt for the one or two seed. You're not all the way out of it. And I'm not sure what the Ravens' schedule is after this. But like I said, I like picking those odds that are in that 262. I always say plus 190, but I've been jumping up a little bit and getting to the close to 300 because some of those games it's just hey, some of your so predictions, man. Yeah, you got, just, underdog, you got upset territory. You just call yeah. it upset yeah. Tyson, dude. You know, <laughs> I, love, I love getting in that. And like I say, the reason why I feel so confident with these picks is because I started off so good. Like, if I was like, if, if my record was reversed, like three and seven, I would be a little bit more cautious because I feel like I'd be doing a disservice. But if you've been following my track, you're, you're sitting pretty decent in the money. So it's like you got games to play with. So I'm thinking like uh, seven and a half. You got Matt Stafford. You got weapons on the outside. Same thing I was thinking with the Seahawks. You know, Gino. Gino actually five, played really well that game. Five grand laying <laughs> so around. Like, you got five yeah. grand laying around. Just toss these out, are man. these bets now that I'm doing. Like I said, now that I have a cushion, these are people who are six figure earners who they invest their money well. They have so much cash. They have a Andy room of zero. cash just falling out of briefcases. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Speak of the devil. We have him on the podcast right now. Hey, yeah, that guy. If right he here. wants to spend it, he's got it. Yeah, hey, he can just on, spend dude. it. Just just throw like five hundred on one of Sean's long. I'm not gonna lie. I I do one time wanted to say fuck it, five hundred dollars on a. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, you should have did it on the last couple of ones. Like done fifty dollars and I get such a high limit. It was five hundred, man. I might have a heart attack, man. Hey, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, come on, dude. That's like Jesus. It's like two nice while, dates man. in New York City, man. That's like two nice dates in New York City, man. Come man that's kind of true, man. I had some yeah. I had a lobster day last week, man. man. Oh, oh, there you go, man. <laughs> so there you go. Disposable income, Sean. Disposable yeah. income. Yeah, just a little bit. Like you said, always gamble responsibly. But yeah, I, I'm feeling the Rams this week, man. Feeling the Rams I like this that week. Pick. So I like hopefully, that hopefully, I we get uh back on the winning track because, oh, like yeah. I said, that Seahawks one. I, I thought I had that one. So you almost did, man. The, the yeah, one. I was. Ooh. I was just thinking See, the whole time. Thing, I was like, 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 I, like, I can't remember what the odds were on that. I need to go back and look, but the I odds were like, really good on yeah. that. I think it was like plus 290. It was plus two. Yeah, it was It was up there. Plus, it was up there. Six and a half. Like, that's kind of. Even good. at home, yeah. Yeah, even at home. Yeah. I don't know, but. You know, with this podcast, like you said, football, we are winding down. Like I said, it's the end of the playoffs for fantasy – or it's the start of the playoffs in fantasy and the real playoffs in the NFL is coming up real soon. So make sure you tune in us on bullheaded underscore pod. Um, like I said, it's, it is December, so we will be getting into NBA talk, the in-season tournament. In-season uh, tournament. Side note, I was skeptical, but it's it's pretty oh, cool, it's man. Kind of, it kind of works. The games are intense. Yeah. They're intense. I don't know They're if you guys intense. saw, but the Pacers-Celtics game was awesome. That game, yeah, I, did. Watch I watched it. that one. It, it, felt, it yeah, legitimately it. felt like a playoff game. Like, mm. and the feeling, like Tyrese Money Halliburton. Money on the line. Tyrese Halliburton hit so many Triple double, man. We got, listen, we're going to have a topic. We're going to have a topic. Patrick Williams, man. Every time Christmas I see time. Tyrese, man, I get oh, a little yeah, mad. Yeah. Like, this is going to be the whole time. I'm like, this go. dude is taking these 30-foot threes with a hand in the face and just splashing up the ugly and ass. The best and he has a hit shot. Dude, got buddy. And it goes in. He's, He's got a buddy 40 90 guy with 10 assists. Yeah. And we took Flower Boy. We're gonna man. have a come on. We're gonna have a topic just of like a free-for-all type topic coming up soon with the NBA. And we're just gonna talk like what is your it don't even matter like what the standings are, just what is your 
personal interesting storyline. I don't know if you guys heard this stat right now, but Nikola Jokic is averaging no his total. He has the most total points, total rebounds, and total assists in the NBA right now. First time in NBA history as of this period. He's yes, insane. He has the most points, rebounds, and assists in the league right now. And it almost feels like <laughs> because of who he is, it doesn't even feel like that's a major storyline because of what everything, so much stuff that's going on. Yeah, I guess that's the benefit or the the bad part of being like the reigning champion, and you're kind of just an afterthought. Because yeah. I mean, I've I've seen Nikola Jokic put up crazy stats because I'm, I'm looking yeah. at box scores, but like you don't hear a lot of talk about, it. and it's probably his personality too. But like, it's mm-hmm. so much stuff going on in the NBA no right now. Like, like you said, if you're if you're watching. The podcast religiously, we it's, you gotta understand it's football first, but NBA stuff will be coming up, and we're gonna have a, and probably maybe next week, we'll probably because I know the end season tournament, it's in the semifinals, I think right now. Yeah, okay. they, they, they have yeah. the fi- yeah they have the final four, so they're gonna be going to Vegas right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, so we're, we're definitely gonna be getting that talk, but like I said, Bullhead and underscore Pod on Instagram, TikTok Bullhead at eight six four, Quantro knows on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Google Podcasts is where you can listen to us. And that for me, Zoo and Peebush, we are. Out.